and and away we go. So the importance of muscle mass. Why do we need muscle mass on our body? Why is it important for us? Well, one, it's important because we need it to protect our bones. So you could call it your organic armor. And you also need it for obviously walking around as you get older, your, your muscle mass decreases. And it's, it's really, really important to get as much of that while you can, while you're young and try and keep it then with, with high levels of protein so i was just going into this because of a lot of people asking me about like muscle mass and and how to kind of get it and how to kind of like people that don't work out like are they don't really they you think that they you can put muscle on really really quickly and that's not the case and every single one of you is know that but it's not a case of like why I'm saying why muscle mass is so important, like go and be Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's it's a case, and it, I'll show you through all the studies that I kind of went through that are like showing how important muscle mass is. But I'm going to start off with BMI, okay? And when it comes to seeing if your body composition is healthy, unhealthy, a simple me measurement done by doctors is called body mass index, so BMI, okay? So I'm sure you've all heard this. Your BMI is a simple calculation, and it is very easy to calculate. So it's your weight and your height squared, okay? It's a very general, generalized metric that we that doctors use, and sometimes it gets a bad rap because it's not as accurate as they say it is. So in terms of some people can be a high, can be in the obese category and be like a bodybuilder or, or whatever and have loads of muscle on them and being in, in the obese category of, of BMI. And some people can be really, really, really low and that's not too good either. But it is a little bit inaccurate when it comes to stating how healthy you are but i just want to give a kind of use an idea of, of of what way it works and there's different ranges and different classes of bmi so there are different ranges so underweight is 18.5 or lower and then normal range is 24.9 um or lower and again overweight is 29.9 um or lower and then obese is 20, 39 or 35 over okay but it doesn't actually calculate the muscle mass on your body so you're not really calculating like somebody could could be in the 39.9 level and and be have really low levels of muscle and and be have loads of levels of fat and that that's what's gonna cause the risks but there's guys out there like myself that are small stocky and that would probably be in the overweight category but it, when you see that you have some muscle there and and not as much fat then it, then it comes into that so what i'm going to talk about is how important muscle can be to be on your body and 
the issue of BMI is that a lot of us are quite different, okay? And short, we're, some of us are short, some of us are tall, some of, our, some of us are thick, I'm small and stocky, and some of, some of us are really, really thin. And you can have short, muscular individuals who would be placed higher in the BMI categories, as I was just saying, and they're not quote-unquote healthy. Okay, even if they are healthy, uh, they're just put into this obese category. And just like you can have individuals who fall into the lower BMI categories with poor body compositions and with high fat and low muscle, like you can still be in the, the low one and be have a, a high level of fat and not much muscle and be unhealthy. So it's not too accurate, but it's a decent metric to to use but it, you have to be aware of 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 the fat and the muscle so to the naked eye the bmi calculator health can look very very different so while bmi can be used as a general indicator it probably isn't the most accurate detriment um to determine of how healthy you really are okay so don't always listen to your doctor about the BMI it's it's a decent kind of metric to use but especially if you are extreme in your body composition if you have excess muscle or fat you could you could be in the underweight category as I said and have loads and loads of fat on your body and considered normal and then you could be really a lot of muscle on your body and be considered um obese so this was a study done and i have it written down here and it was we're going to look at we're actually going to look at mass your muscle mass and bmi okay and i have it written down here and it was a study that was done by abraham mowitz in 2018 where actually being at a low level of BMI, so in the lower categories, the normal categories, is actually considered unhealthy and a, you're, you're at risk of, of diseases, okay? So a low BMI is not necessarily a good thing either. So this is why it's, this is why we're looking at muscle and how important muscle can be to your body. And this study looked at 12,000 people, okay, looked into 12,000 people and it took into consideration BMI ratings and also your muscle mass, okay? And this was done by a DEXA scan. And a DEXA scan is something that is, is able to kind of read your body way better than a BMI calculator. It goes into your, it, it, it scans the denses of your, of your skin and your, your, your muscles and your tissues, and it tells you a whole lot of things apart from, from muscle mass, but it can, it's a really, really good um, tool to use. It's, I think you can get a free one in UCD in Dublin, if I'm not wrong, um, and usually they're like mad crazy money, and they, they, like, they can tell you a whole lot of stuff. But anyway, they wanted to see if the amount of muscle mass influenced your health and morality, okay? And turns out it did. So the level of muscle mass we have affects our long-term health 
and our mortality rates. So like how long we live. So what was found was that you, the risk of death uh, was lower in almost all categories of BMI if you had a certain level of muscle mass. So if you were in the obese category and you had a certain level of muscle mass, you were considered not much of a risk factor. If you were in the, the lower ones, the normal ones, and you had more muscle, you were still considered a non-risk factor for, for long-term diseases, diabetes, heart disease, all these different types of things. So whoever held onto the muscle mass had less concerns. So that is a really, really important thing that I want to kind of explain to you is that doing resistance training and doing these different types of resistance training in the gym is, is really, really important and should be a priority because as it shows in the studies, like that's done on 12,000 people. Like, so like it's done on so many people. So like it shows you that the results are um, clear that if you have a, a high level of muscle mass, you, you will not get the likes of diabetes type type two diabetes is self-inflicted and like we can stop that 100 by keeping a good level of muscle mass on our body and it doesn't have to be like you, you don't have to you don't have to be looking like arnold's watching nigger like you can be looking a little bit better than this lad here um and like you don't have to go to the extreme kind of rounds of, of bodybuilding because obviously with Instagram and stuff like that out there, like resistance training in the gym and stuff like that sometimes gets a bad rap. Oh, you're going to put too much muscle on, blah, 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 blah. But it really should be a priority as you get older. So you can stop having, so you can not have heart disease. You can not have um, type two diabetes, all these different risk factors. And what was I going to say there? I had something else I was going to say. It'll come back to me. Higher risk in lower BMI categories from 18.5 to 22 since on average they have a lower amount of muscle mass. This means that while being overweight is not good, even being underweight is a risk factor. So those who are able to hold on to muscle mass ended up having lower heart, um, lower uh, risks of health concerns. So if we look at the categories with the high fat mass and low muscle mass, then we can see the risks increase rapidly. So having fat on your body does uh, increase risks of, of a lot of things rapidly. So as I was saying, it doesn't have to be, now I know what I was going to say, you don't have to train six, seven times a week, eight times, like you don't have to train six times a week like whatever you can do over a consistent basis is what's going to have comp a compound effect of you keeping muscle on your body and, and eventually growing muscle on your body. So in terms of that, having uh, obviously it does, like if it's consistent, you will, you will be fine. If you like, if your life doesn't let you do six seven days of training like don't do it like whatever you do over a consistent time 
do it. Like I do five days a week. Um, and I know sometime, but like maybe sometime in the future where I'm going to be really focusing on building this business, I probably won't be able to do five times a week. And that's okay. Like once I'm doing a certain amount consistently, that's, that's all that matters. And like, it doesn't have to be, as I said, like crazy, crazy training. Like I've done all types of training before and I've even trained twice a day for sometimes so like 14 times a week and yeah like it, it it doesn't really matter in in that case and um, once you're consistent with it so the next slide if i can get it why can't i get it there we go so the benefits of strength training okay this is a study of how resistance training um, and building muscle can result in more benefits than not doing it okay so what does resistance training do okay and it doesn't have to be weights it doesn't have like if you're doing body weight exercises at home that's completely fine once you are putting some resistance against the muscle tearing down the fibers then you are laughing and what does it improve so obviously it improves your body composition it um, decreases the general systemic inflammation, which reduces the likelihood of developing heart disease. So in short, it stops inflammation in the body, okay? It improves your depression. It improves your sleep. It improves your muscle, your bones. Your bones are stronger. Your like, And that goes, that goes far and beyond as we age because... Like we don't want to be walking around and we fall over and we break a hip. Like we, we, we really want our bones to be as strong as possible. And when you do lift weights, when you do resistance training, you are making your bones stronger. And strength training also improve, aids to improve glucose uptake into the muscle. Okay, so when we are training and when we eat afterwards, we need to get a certain amount of glu glucose for glycogen replenish replenishment. So when you have more muscle on your body and when you do strength training, you are able to get more glycogen into your muscle. So therefore you are able to grow muscle better. So muscle equates to greater, greater glucose storage capacity and blood glu glucose control. So your blood sugars are controlled as well. In, in that sense, when you have a lot more muscle mass on your body. So resistant training as we get older, okay? And this is another study that was done in 2017 by a guy called Pester. And um, resistant training and muscle accretion is seen as a critical thing for type 2 diabetes. As I was saying earlier on, Type 2 diabetes is self-inflicted. Like type 1 is not, but type 2 is, okay? Having more muscle mass on your body is going to prevent that or it's going to slow it down or whatever. But here's a weird, um, scary stat that it is expected within 20 years from now, we will have a mammoth 600 million people worldwide suffering from diseases 
so, so that sh- I think that should be um, diabetes. But anyway, um, older individuals can combat age-related muscle mass by including a well-tailored plan that focuses on muscle building. So why not do it now instead of having to do it when you're older? And then you will it'll be easier as you're older. You won't be able to hurt yourself as much either. And with that, enjoy a, a host of benefits that we've discussed um, that muscle mass has. So really, really, I'm trying to get it into your heads that the, the importance of muscle mass is absolutely huge absolutely massive and like that is a scary scary stat stat that like 600 more, uh, million people worldwide will be suffering from type 2 diabetes like in 20 years time that's that's absolutely crazy and if we can prevent that like i 100 like that's that's what my aim is that's what my aim is in life is to not go into my older years suffering I've seen enough of people around me grow old and 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 get horrible diseases and like I don't want to be there. I don't want you to be there. So I am trying to help you not to be there. So like yeah, like this is what I really really want for the rest of my life. Like I don't really care about aesthetics. Like if I'm going to do a competition, then that's a little bit different. But now compared to when I was 21, 22, I don't really care about um, looking absolutely chiseled because that's not sustainable. So having a decent level of muscle mass there is is huge. And like I'm going to do that as much as I can to prevent these type of diseases. And you should too. So... How does the amount of body fat we carry impact our health? Okay, so being overweight or obese does put you at a higher risk health complications down the line. Okay, obesity as is one of the leading risk factors for developing coronary heart disease and type two diabetes. So. While we do see associations between BMI and increased risk factors, it seems that like where the body fat is stored plays more a specific role in the predictability of our future health complications. And this all comes down to, again, as I always say, instant gratification. Like you have to ask yourself, who do I want to be when I'm older? Like what, in what state do I want to be when I'm older? Like when you are like turning around to yourself and saying, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm feeling shit. I'm going to eat shit um, because I'm feeling shit. But you're not doing the future you a favor. Like you're not. So this is where the delayed gratification comes in into it or the long-term gratification comes into it where what can I do now that's going to help me in the future because doing things like eating absolutely binging on app like shit is not going to help the future you and like you might not feel it now 
but by God, you will feel it when you're when you get older. So I am trying to teach you is to have a healthy lifestyle for the rest of your life. And also while enjoying your life at the same time. So as I always say, the 80-20 rule, 80% of your week, train, eat your nutritious foods, eat your um, nutritious plans that I've given you, 20% do what you want. Like life is for living. And if you do follow that for the rest of your life, like you're not, well, I don't know, like everybody's different, but, and we all have genetics and, and we might have some sort of diseases that are genetically in the family. But if you want to prevent it as much as you can, then why not think about long-term gratification? What am I doing now that's going to affect me in a few years? Like, I like having a drink. I do like having a drink. But at the same time, it makes me feel shit mentally after I drink. Now, if I have four or five points, I'm fine. But last weekend I went out and I had, I went to a local restaurant and I had had some food and then I ended up speaking to this guy that I know from from my mom and dad know him from here in, in Grand Canaria and I was talking to him all night and he was buying me mojitos all night and I yeah I was very I was fairly well on on Saturday night and then I came home on the Sunday. Or I came home. I came home the this well Sunday Sunday morning. But I was on the Sunday. I was not feeling great mentally and physically, and like that was too much. That was too much. Too much. Too much alcohol. Whatever. Like five or six is fine. And um, once you're kind of like not having eight, ten, twelve, or a whole bottle of whiskey or whatever it is. So you do have to say to yourself, okay what that's gonna that that's gonna affect me long term so it's it's huge on that so the question is can we really be healthy even with a little extra pattern so this was another study done and the notion of health at every size okay was done by um Lynn in 2017 that the idea that we can be overweight or obese but still be within um what is defined as metabolic met- metabolically healthy so is this truly the case so a meta-analysis study done by Lynn in 2017 shows that in a group of uh, obese individuals about 35 percent of them were deemed metabolically healthy obese okay so it seems reasonable to suggest that we can indeed be healthy while holding on to a little bit more fat but here is the question okay so it turns out that those who were metabolically healthy and obese had an 80 percent higher chance of showing abnormal metabolic findings when compared to those who had a healthy BMI over time. Okay, so over time, when they did follow up with the individuals across three to 10 years, they recorded that 49% of them died 
our diet, Jesus, uh, did end up becoming metabolically unhealthy. So while the study was done or while the study was started, they were perceived to be metabolically healthy. But as they, as they kind of researched them a bit more and, 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 and watched these individuals for, for a period of time, just under half of them did end up becoming metabolically unhealthy. So it really, really does emphasize that like holding on to body fat on your body is not, is not good. Really, really isn't. And while the original finding showed that metabolically healthy obese is possible, it only seems that it is for a short period of time. And as we've covered so far, the goal is to maximize health over long periods of time. So as I was saying earlier on, that doing like doing three days a week, if that's only what's possible. But once you're doing it consistently, once you're doing this consistently and doing your resistance training and making, eating protein and making yourself tear down the fibers in, in the gym and then coming home recovering is going to help you a lot better than, than, than not doing it and having the muscle mass again is is huge and i really really wanted to try and get that into your heads where you actually see the importance of growing muscle and a lot of you are losing fat at the moment but some of these are, are putting on muscle and in a calorie surplus but at the same time the people who are losing fat have a very high percentage of protein so you're going to keep most of the muscle on your body anyway then when you're doing your resistance training you're going to keep it as well so really really important to 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 note that muscle mass is absolutely absolutely huge and in terms of like visceral fat around your organs and stuff like that like even like if you think about it i think i said mentioned this before that there was a guy who only recently did a was was overweight and he trained and ate McDonald's for, for, for the whole duration, but he ate in a calorie deficit. But he still like reduced his risk, like all of his, all his, um, what you call that in your heart? Uh, when you get them all clogged up, somebody come in and help me. Cholesterol. So his cholesterol was really, really high. And even when he was eating the, the McDonald's in a calorie deficit, it went it went down below, like it went down, it was really high. And he like he got healthier because he was losing body fat. He was losing the fat in his body. So yeah, that is that is us for today. That's the call for today. 